Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Ask the Coach Show, episode 73. Today, we discuss the importance of motivation, returning no-spin serves with long pimples, whether you should have a fast bat and a slow bat for training, and options for the wide forehand after pivoting. As always, Supercoach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Good morning, Jeffrey, and I uh, hope you all had a good weekend. It was a long weekend for us, but uh, yeah, we're back and ready to go. We are. It was a long weekend for us, but it was a, a busy weekend for you, Alois, working away. Yeah, I was up, yeah, I was up uh, the Gold Coast in Australia um, doing some coaching up there with our uh, Queensland Para squad. And, uh, yeah, then up in Brisbane for a meeting after that. So, yeah, it's yeah, been a busy busy few days. Excellent. Well, um, here's a question. Um, well, it's actually the previous Pink Skills question of the day, Alois, that we'd like to get your thoughts on, and I think you'll find this one quite interesting. It was, how do you learn best? By watching, by hearing about it, by doing and feeling, or by getting lots of facts and figures? Yeah, so I used to, I used to think it was always watching for me, but um, I think um, I'm a, I ha also have to do it and feel it, um, and uh, I think that probably works best for me, probably the combination of those two. I think watching is, um, is always important for, for me to, to learn, but, but I think the doing and feeling um, really helps me um, as well. So, and, and you know how I discovered this, Jeff? How did you discover this? Um, when I was ah, fantastic. Are you making any progress? A little bit, but really haven't had much of a chance to practice. I need to practice. Yes, practice is important. It's interesting because I would have thought um, just initially that just doing, you know, just getting out there and playing or whatever you're trying to learn, I would have thought doing was the most important for me. But I don't think um, just one of those on its own is as, as effective as combining uh, more of those options. Like I, I really like watching as well. I think that helps a lot. Um, and I think getting lots of facts and figures can help me too, but you just got to be careful that you're not just getting lots of facts and figures and then never going out there and practicing. So that one can be a little bit of a trap, I find. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> I think, um, yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of sporting people um, aren't so much into the data and you know getting the facts and figures. It's more about yeah the watching and the doing and the, um, it, yeah. There's also the, there's also the hearing. So some people do like to um, like to listen to to you know uh, and hear about um, uh, about what they need to be doing as well. So yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, interesting topic, I think, Alice, and I think maybe people should try um, different ways of learning than normal just to see if it does help them out. Yeah, I think so. And if, and certainly, if you're if you're thinking about helping other people, also keep that in mind as well. So um, you know, you might um, you might sit there, sit them down, and uh, talk to them for an hour about how to do a forehand, and then get them out there and realise that they can't do it. Um, whereas you might just get them out on the table and you know move their arm through um, the motion of a forehand and they might pick it up like that. So um, yeah, so just experiment with different ways as well. Yeah, very interesting. 
All right, Alois. Um, the Pink Skillers question for today is, has the back end become more important over the last 10 years? So um, leave a comment and let us know your answer to that. And the easiest way to do that is either on our YouTube channel or by going to the pingskills.com website, clicking on the blog link and finding this show and you can just leave a comment there. So we look forward to hearing your thoughts on whether the backhand has become more important over the last 10 years. All right, now Alois, Abdul's um, jumped on and asked us a few quick questions. He says, can you give me some tips on how to join the England team? Now that's a big goal, Alois. It is, and it's a good goal to have, Abdul. Um, so, uh, with all, with always, with, um, you know, when players ask me about things like that, it's about the slow progress or the small steps that um, that you need to take before you get to being able to play in the um, the England team or your national team. Firstly, it's about joining your club, learning the skills, starting to play some tournaments. Um, once you start to play some tournaments. Um, then you'll improve, then you'll start to get um, maybe some recognition about where you are, um, you know, not, not only for um, other people but for yourself to, to start to realise um, what level you are and what you need to do to improve that level. So, um, yeah, take it one step at a time. If you're not playing in a club, get down and play in a club. If you're playing in a club, make sure you start to play some tournaments. If you're playing tournaments, um, make sure you're, you're looking and watching and learning from the other players and trying hard to uh, improve that level in the tournaments. Um, and, you know, if you if you can do all of those things, then uh, one day you'll find yourself playing for England. Yes, interesting. Because he also, Abdul also asked how to become really good and win most matches, which I guess is the same sort of question as how to join England team. But yeah. you're not, you're not yeah. really going to be winning most matches all the time, I think, in, in this as you're progressing, are you? It's, you need to get used to you're just working at things on your game and improving bit by bit. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I always say the best competition you can find is one where you're winning about 50%. If, you, if you're if you winning um, 100% of matches, then the competition is probably too easy for you. If you're winning 0%, then the competition is too difficult for you. So if you can find a competition where you can win some, lose some, you learn a lot more about your game and progress quickly. All right, Abdul. So hopefully that's helped you. Just, um, yeah, follow those tips, get to a club, get to tournaments, work on your game, learn the basics, just keep on improving all the time and step by step you'll get closer to that goal. Good luck, Abdul. And um, Abdul has jumped on to... Uh, the Google, our Google Plus page and ask a question using the Q&A app. So anyone can do that while we're live on the show. Just go to our Google Plus page, the Ping Skills Google Plus page, and click on the little Q&A app and you can ask your own question. So thanks for doing that, Abdul. All right, now, um, Brock has also done the same thing, Alois, and he's asked us a question. He says, I had a competition for one hour ago, but I couldn't compete because I had bad knees. A doctor's also looked at my knees, but how can I strengthen my knee? It hurts. Can I stretch it out, or what can I do? Please help me. Now, yeah. I don't know how much we're going to be able to help, Alice, not being doctors. <laughs> yeah, Brock. Um, Brock, yeah, you, you, um, that sort of pain, it's really important that you go to someone that has good knowledge. So go to a, a doctor or a physiotherapist 
um, that is going to be able to to help you to firstly analyze what's going on with your knee and then uh, we'll give you some um, exercises that are going to help you to strengthen that area so um, yeah so do that we certainly aren't medical experts um, it's really important that if you if you're getting the constant pain in your knees that you um, get some uh, get some proper help and try to find out exactly what's going on it, it's it's quite common um, especially if you're young and growing um, that you that you get those sort of pain uh, but it's best to get it checked out and just make sure you're doing things well yeah exactly and, and injuries can be you know really affect your game so it's good to go see a professional and just you make sure it is sorted and, and then you can continue playing after you get that fixed yeah or looked at and found out what's wrong all right, sorry to hear about that, Brock. Hopefully um, you can get that sorted uh, quickly. All right, Alois. So Matthias has asked us a question. He says, while my forehand topspin and my backhand footwork have improved quite a bit, I still struggle with consistent, powerful counter-hitting after moving from my backhand to my forehand side. Now, my coach is insisting on using this counter-hit stroke as a follow-up after I pivot um, so have you got any advice for Matthias? Yeah, I think, um, <clears throat> so Matthias is in um, China and he lives in China and, um, and does some training there. Um, it's um, a really common type of stroke that um, a lot of the Chinese uh, female players like to play. So they, after they pivot, they come in really close and cut off that ball early and play um, a counter hit. Um, it can be okay, but um, often if you're not fast enough to get across there, that stroke becomes uh, really difficult. I think it's better and it's easier after you make the pivot to move backwards, or not backwards, but, but turn yourself a little bit more when you're moving across so that you can play another forehand topspin. It'll give you a little bit more time and a little bit more safety as well with your with that next stroke. I think um, trying to get there early and hit a, hit a counter hit ball um, is really difficult. So yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how you approach that with your coach, but um, I think, yeah, I think that that topspin ball on that, on that wide forehand is probably a lot easier. Okay, all right. Well, um, good luck with that, Matthias. Um, see, speak to your coach and see if you can uh, practice the top spin and see if that works out um, as a better stroke for you. Good luck with that. All right, um, Benjamin has asked a question. Benjamin says, I was wondering if it's a good method to use two bats, one for training, a slower bat, and the other, faster bat, for my spare time because I'm a very offensive player. What do you think about this, Alois? Um, really important uh, with table tennis that you stick to one bat. If you're switching between um, a fast bat and a slow bat and all that sort of stuff, you're just going to uh, throw your game out. You're going to throw out your timing, your strokes, all that sort of thing. So um, get a bat that you like, that you think is the right speed for you, practice with it, compete with it, train with it, do all that sort of stuff um, with the one bat. Really important. Okay, good advice. So stick with the one type of bat. If you need a spare bat, just get the same bat with the same rubber and just have it in your bat case in case the other bat breaks or something, if you want a spare yeah. bat. 
yeah, ideally, ideally, um, if you can get exactly the same bat as as your spare bat. Um, I mean, sometimes um, you know, financially, it's it's difficult to get um, you know two bats the same. But try to get something that's reasonably similar, just in case your bat breaks. Um, you've got the other one in in your bag, and you can just pull that out and and be able to play with it reasonably effectively. So um, yeah, so main the main point is though, uh, use the same bat. Excellent. All right. Thanks for the question, Benjamin. All right. Now, um, DK has asked the next question, Alice, and DK asks, do you think that it's good to have motivation in order to win? Everyone is continuously telling me that I have to be motivated and believe in myself in order to be good, but they are also constantly condemning my defensive style. Yeah. So, DK, he's, he's asked a few questions recently, and and um, and put a few comments on the site. So uh, DK wants to be a defender, basically, and a lot of the players around him and um, coaches around him are telling him that he should uh, try to attack everything. Uh, I think DK, a defensive style is a legitimate way of learning. It's it's more difficult, I think, to progress to the very very top level, but it's certainly a style that you can still uh, learn and you can still. Um, reach a very high level with. So, um, if if that's what you're comfortable with, I, I'd say stick with your defensive style um, and learn how to chop chop well. Uh, try to keep the ball low, and that will be your motivation in itself. So, yeah, obviously, being motivated to learn is really important. It sounds like you are. Sounds like you're uh, really motivated to to improve your game. Um, so, yeah, stay motivated. And, and stick with your defensive style and see see where you can get to with it. All right. Well, DK, good luck with that. Uh, keep working on your games, yep, and um, I'm sure you'll improve your defense. Um, uh, like Alloy said, uh, there's a lot of good defensive players around. You can reach a really high level. And even in the top game at the moment, some of the Japanese defenders are coming through Alloys, which is exciting for table tennis. Yeah, there, there, there are, and um, yeah, and I think it, it's really spectacular to watch um, a defensive player play as well. It's good for the game. Indeed. All right. Um, so um, Brock has asked another question, Alloys. He says, "When someone side spins the ball, I must move my back to the side, but I do that, but it just goes over the table. What am I doing wrong?" Yeah. So. If someone side spins the ball at you, so the ball wants to go off that way, you need to just change the angle of your racket so now the ball goes um, straight back to the table. If it's going off the table, maybe you've tilted it back too much, or if it goes in the net, maybe you've tilted it forward too much. So, um, yeah, so just you're altering that angle by the looks of things, but maybe you need to also alter that angle to get the ball down onto the table. Yeah, so it, it is tricky returning spin. It takes practice and you need to get used to it, but it's really a matter of reading the spin and then just using your bat to counter that spin. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, good. Okay, the next question, again, is from DK, who says, DK again, who says, I have a problem with returning no spin serves with my long pips backhand. I can do anything I want, but the ball is always high and the opponent just smashes it. I'm also trying to twiddle, but the result is always the same. Do you have any advice for DK, Alois? Yep, so that um, that no-spin ball can be quite difficult for the 
player playing with the long pimples. But <clears throat> probably the, the thing that you need to do is if the ball's got no spin on it, you really need to push hard and forward on the ball. So um, so it's like a, a really sharp jab at the ball. You can even do a bit of a side swipe um, on the ball. Um, that's, a that's a little bit more advanced type stroke, so you side swipe it and push it forward like that um, to generate a little bit of your own top top spin on it. But uh, yeah, the main thing is to push it forward so that you're getting the ball faster at your opponent so that it's, it's harder for them, it doesn't give them as much time. Mm, interesting. Now, it sounds like a, a difficult thing just to come out and just do in a match for the first time because you've got to get that fast action. So I guess this is something you need to practice in training first. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like everything, it's important to practice it. It's important to uh, to find ways that you can train it. So by um, by someone just pushing the ball to you, or someone just serving some simple um, no spin balls to you, um, you need to just get there and practice it all. Again, as we always say with multi ball, um, just get someone to feed the ball out. Um, very flat and soft and easy to you, and try to generate your own speed um, so that you can uh, improve that area of your game with the long pimples. All right, excellent advice again, Alois. Well, good luck with that, DK. All right, just a couple of quick fire questions for you, Alois, before we finish. What's your best shot, backhand or forehand? Definitely, definitely forehand. Okay, I'll go with the forehand for me too. And uh, second question. Can you go to England so Abdul can verse you? Uh, yeah, what time do you want me there? Um, <laughs> uh, long, long way from uh, down here in Australia. I'd lo love to visit England again, though. Yes, excellent. All right, well, thanks, everyone, for um, all your questions. Uh, that wraps up today's show. Make sure you go to pingseals.com and sign up for our free newsletter. Lots of information on our website. And we will see you again tomorrow. So thank you, everyone, and thank you, Alloys. Yep, thanks, Jeff, and uh, thanks, Ping Skillers. And, yep, looking forward to another good show tomorrow morning, 6.30. All righty, 6.30 Australian time. See you then. Bye for now.